You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You, too, could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18-plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. On November 29th, 1970, in the Valley near Bergen, Norway, a family on a Sunday hike discovered the body of a woman wedged between large rock. This is that story of the Isdal woman. Welcome to an all-new season of the True Crime Never Sleeps podcast. This season, we dive into the most horrific unsolved murders in history. From the Black Dahlia murder to the unsolved murder of the Lady of the Dunes. Join us every Tuesday on YouTube or your favorite podcast platform. As always, we thank you for listening. Welcome to the True Crime Never Sleeps podcast. I am your host, Larry Lease. Today we're continuing our series, The Cold Case Files, looking at the unsolved death of the Isdal woman. First, we'd like to thank our sponsor, Huntakiller. Check out Huntakiller.com and use promo code TCNS for 20% off your first purchase. Huntakiller is an immersive murder mystery game told over the course of six episodes or boxes. Each box is filled with different clues and physical items such as autopsy reports, witness statements, and more. Use these clues to solve the ongoing murder mystery. And when you reach the end, you'll be able to catch the killer. Check them out today at huntakiller.com with promo code TCNS for 20% off your first box. Like we previously mentioned at the beginning of the episode, on November 29, 1970, in the Stalin Valley near Bergen, Norway, a family on a Sunday hike discovered the body of a woman wedged between large rocks. One of the first people on the scene and the last one living, police lawyer Carl Halvor Oss remembers the first thing they noticed. It's a very strong scent of burnt flesh. 
The body was severely burnt and the arms were in a boxer position. In the air, common in burned bodies. While the front of the body, including her face, was burned beyond recognition, the backside was bizarrely not burned. The officers were unable to tell how long she had been there or when she died. The woman was believed to be about 5 feet 5 and 4.5 inches tall, aged between 25 and 30 years old. Items recovered from the body in the scene included jewelry, a broken umbrella, bottles, a watch, remnants of nylon stockings, and rubber boots. However, oddly, the jewelry and watch were not found on the body, but rather beside it, as if they had been placed there. All of the identifying labels on her clothes had been removed. Even the bottles found with the body had their labels rubbed off, with no clues as to her identity. The police began looking for a witness who might be able to identify her. She's now become known as the Isdal Woman. An autopsy of the body discovered a large amount of phenema, a sleeping pill in her stomach, around 50 to 70 pills. Her bloodstream had not fully absorbed them before her death. They also found smoke particles in her lungs, which denotes that she was still alive while she burned. Petrol was also found at the scene near her body, and it was evident that it was utilized in the burning. There was also a high level level of carbon monoxide in her system. A strange bruise on the right side of her neck was also discovered. After the autopsy, the death was determined to be a probable suicide due to the sleeping pills and the carbon monoxide from the fire. In fact, the spot where she was found was the scene of many suicides in the Middle Ages and also where some unfortunate hikers fell to their death in the 1960s, thus earning the title Death Valley from locals. The site was remote, difficult to climb, and definitely not a hiking path. Considering the curious state of the crime scene, it's understandable to be skeptical of the ruling that it was a suicide. Who was this woman? The first major clue came three days after the body was discovered, when two suitcases were found at the train station in Bergen. Inside the suitcases was a pair of non-prescription glasses with a fingerprint on the lens, the fingerprint was a match to the Isdal woman, effectively linking the suitcases and all their contents to her, which is important since the suitcases contained several mysterious items. Inside the suitcases were clothes, wigs, a comb, hairbrush, makeup, money from Germany and Norway, as well as coins from Belgium, Switzerland, and the UK. A tube of eczema cream was also found in the suitcase, but the prescription label that would indicate the patient and prescribing doctor had been removed. The labels of the makeup had also been removed, and the efforts to identify the brands failed. Beyond these items, there was one item that seemed particularly promising, if not strange, to the police. A notepad with a code written in blue ink, a code that could not be cracked by the police at first. The second major clue also came from the suitcase and was a plastic bag from a shoe store about 130 miles away in Stavanger, Norway. Rolf Rodvet, butchering his name probably, the store owner's son, described blue celebrity boots he sold to a woman about three weeks prior. The boots matched the ones found at the scene. He gave a well-detailed account of her appearance. In summary, she was a well-dressed, medium-height, 
with a round face and dark brown eyes, long dark hair, and had a strange odor to her that he would re that Rodvit would realize years later was garlic. His description led police to St. Vithun in Stavanger, where the Isdal woman stayed under the name Fenella Lorch. However, when police checked hotels back in Bergen, no hotel had admitted a woman with that name. Which brings us to our third major clue. The code in writing on the notepad. It turns out Fenella Lorch was not the woman's real name, and in fact, she had at least eight names that she used as a, at a hotels around Norway. This woman meant that the woman had multiple passports with different names. Police were able to match up the names using handwriting analysis on the hotel check-in forms, cross-referencing it with the code found in the suitcase. The numbers and letters to the, in the code corresponded to the woman's stay in, in all of the different cities. For example, 030BN5 relates to her stay in Bergen from October 30th to November 5th. After examining all the registrations, the police realized she mostly claimed to be from Belgium when she registered, all of which were confirmed to be fake Belgium identities. They also gained insight of the woman's habits by speaking with various hotel staff. For instance, she often asked to change rooms, and she utilized some German and Flemish as well as English. Additionally, they also described her as well-dressed. The fourth major clue was the Isdal woman's teeth and tissue samples. For this clue, let's skip forward to modern times, when new scientific developments were applied to the investigation. A professor of dentistry named Gazelle Bang, Professor Bang examined the Isdal woman's teeth covered in fillings and gold crowns and determined the unusual dentistry may have occurred in southern or central Europe, perhaps even Asia. However, before the location could be locked down, the professor unfortunately passed away in 2011, and the teeth were rumored to have been thrown away because they smelled. The Isdal woman's missing teeth were later found at Hockeland Hospital in a remote warehouse. Also in that hospital were tissue samples that included the Isdal woman's heart, lungs, spleen, and liver, among others. Is all woman's teeth were subjected to an isotope test which determines where the woman grew up based incredibly on the water she drank. Using this test, scientists were able to pinpoint an area near the France and Germany border where the Isdal woman likely grew up. DNA testing revealed that Isdal woman was of European descent, possibly from North America though. Her poor English would suggest otherwise. With the Isdal woman's features and background starting to materialize out of the darkness, new police sketches were drawn of her in 2016. In May 2017, a black notice is sent out through Interpol with the Isdal woman's DNA attached in hopes to find new leads. And with that, we arrive at the end of the clues. Yet the question persists. Who was this woman? And what happened? As some of you might have already wondered, many suspected she was a spy. Let's see if that claim has any weight. Obviously, the case file was quite peculiar, but external factors such as the ongoing Cold War also catalyzed speculation that the Isdal woman was in fact a spy, perhaps connected. Norway was revealed to be home to Russian spies and Mossad agents from Israel a mere three years after the Isdal woman's death. In fact, 
four Mossad agents were questioned about the Isdal woman. However, none claimed to recognize her or any of the Isdal woman's aliases. Around the time of the murder, Norwegian intelligence agencies looked into the case of the Isdal woman due to the odd circumstances surrounding it. A week after the discovery, Arnulf Toff and Bjorn Lang Langback of the Police Security Service began investigating the case. Finally, as further proof that the Isdal woman may have been a spy, her habits and situation were also suspect. Just to recap, she had multiple passports, used fake names, had wigs, wrote in code, and all identifying labels and marks on her belongings were scratched off, either by her or by someone else. She also seemed to have quite a bit of money to dress so well, travel to each of these countries and cities, and then afford all the hotels that she stayed in. Other than that, there's nothing concrete. It appears the Isdal woman is as elusive after death as she was when she was living. theory was it was a suicide, as originally determined. Returning the autopsy, 50 to 70 sleeping pills were found in her stomach. Officials see this as a sign of suicide, as it would have been hard to force someone to consume that many pills in multiple doses. Perhaps it was an accident. On the scene, officers suspected she may have been burned by flames, which she might have fallen into, and responded by jumping backward, away from the flames and over the cliff. Police Security Service, as mentioned before, ultimately decided that the death was an accident. One question there uncovered by this service revealed that she had a large can of hairspray, which in theory could have been dropped in a bonfire that she had built. The result would be an explosion causing her burns and ultimately her death. Although this doesn't seem to explain the petrol found at the scene that was utilized in her burning. Furthermore, there would have been evidence of an explosion. And the final theory was she was murdered. Her possible life of espionage would undeniably lend itself to a veritable list of enemies. So it's not unthinkable that somebody would want her dead. Returning to the crime scene, the jewelry and watch were not found on the body, but beside it, as if it had been placed there. Sure, this could have been the last acts of a person committing suicide, but if her plan was to commit suicide, why set herself on fire? Adding to this is nobody seemed to have an explanation of how the fire started other than the wild hairspray theory. Returning to the autopsy, there was a strange bruise on the right side of her neck. A crime reporter, Knut Havik, also wasn't convicted 
on the ruling, quote, saying, Personally, I'm totally convinced that this was a murder. She had various identities, operated with codes, wore wigs, traveled from town to town, and switched hotels every so often. This is what the police call conspiratory behavior. And that is all we have for this episode of the Cold Case Files on the True Crime Never Sleeps podcast. Let us know your thoughts about this case. Send us a tweet at TrueCrimeNS or leave a comment in the comment section below. And if you like what you hear and watch, consider supporting us by buying us a coffee at buymeacoffee.com slash TCNS. Thank you, and we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the True Crime Never Sleeps podcast. Follow us on Twitter at True Crime NS. Like us on Facebook at True Crime Never Sleeps. Send us a voice message at anchor.fm slash true crime never sleeps slash message. Tune in next week for an all new episode. Redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to chumbacasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.